Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. I'm Albert Hardy, your host. Today, as always, I want to take you to some scriptures that are seldom, if ever, seen or used. I want to start off today in 2 Peter 3 and verse 13. Nevertheless, we look... Uh, wait a minute. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. Hmm. Heavens are going to dwell where there's righteousness? Or there's going to be righteousness dwelling in heaven? Hmm. Let's just see what James Moffat's translation of the Bible uh, says in that scripture. 2 Peter 3, in verse 13. Well, I want to back up and let's go to verse 11. Now, as all things are thus to be dissolved, what holy and godly men ought you to be in your behavior, you who expect and hasten the advent of the day of God, which dissolves the heavens in fire and makes the stars ablaze and melt? Now verse 13. It is the heavens, it is new heavens and a new earth that we expect as he has promised, and in them dwells righteousness. So, beloved, as you are expecting this, be eager to be found by him unspotted and unblemished in the serene assurance, and consider that your or the long-suffering of our Lord means salvation." as indeed our beloved brother Paul has written to you, out of the wisdom vouchsafed to him, speaking of this, as he has done in all his letters. Letters containing some knotty points. Now that's K-N-O-T-T-Y. If you know anything about lumber or wood, you know that knotty wood is only good if you're looking for the artsy and craftsy style so that the knots will actually show up and do some good and make it more beautiful. Which ignorant and unsteady souls or people twist as they do the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction, unquote. That's verse, the end of verse 16. So I'm not taking this out of context, but let's read that section in the King James. Starting in verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Now the ASV omits in the night. So it it reads, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, no secret rapture, 
and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of people ought we to be in all holiness or conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening, the uh, earnestly desiring, it says in the ASV, the day of the Lord, or the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Verse 13, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens, or new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwells righteousness. Now, I'm taking this to mean that there will be righteous living done in heaven. How's that? Righteousness is love. If you look through the Psalms, you will find that holy and righteous are one and the same, pretty much. And holy and just and right and righteous are the Ten Commandments. His commandments are righteousness. This is to be found in Psalm 119 and verse 172. Here's how it reads. That is the longest psalm of all. It has 176 verses. So we're in 172. But I'm going to start at the beginning here in 169. There's a, a little um, Hebraic symbol. And the word beside it is called ta, T-A-U. Let my cry come near before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you and deliver me according to your word. Now, supplication is a repeated prayer. It's not a chant. It's a little bit different. It's like every day you pray for something. Verse 171, My lips shall utter praise when you have taught me your statutes. 172. My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. David is in hot pursuit of righteousness. He knows where to go to get it, and that is to God himself. Verse 173. Let your hand help me for I have chosen your precepts. He likes God's ideas better than his own. Do we? Do I? I'm learning. 174. I have longed for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Wow. 175. Let my life live or survive and it shall praise you and let your judgments help me for I have gone astray like a lost sheep seek your servant for I do not forget your commandments 
That's the end of Psalm 119. So what can we derive from this? Well, simply the fact that all his commandments are righteousness. So do you mean to tell me that there will be people in heaven keeping God's Ten Commandments? You know, I heard a pastor recently say that once we get to heaven, we're done. We don't have to do anything else. And I thought, oh, come on, man. What kind of a life would that be? It would be really, really excruciatingly boring. No, thank you. No, no, no. No, we need to be doing what he does. What does he do? What did Jesus do when he walked the earth? Did he sit around and eat? No. Um, Well, we know he was celibate. He didn't have a wife. So that couldn't have been his uh, joy. His joy, his delight was in the law of God. He knew the scriptures forward and backward. Why? Because he was the very God who inspired them. He was God in the Old Testament. That's who they prayed to. He's the creator. He's the one that made the earth. And not just the earth, but the heavens as well. Do you realize just how much power there is in him. He created life, and he can fix it when it goes bad. Like the man that was born blind. He had never seen until he reached adulthood. He's living with his mom and dad. And Jesus heals the man so that he can see. Now, You can't do that if you don't have the power to do that. You've got to have that power. You've got to have that power given to you if you don't have it. Otherwise, it will not work. I have heard of cases where people actually try to heal someone, and they even say, you are healed. Go, get up and walk. Somebody pulled that on my wife. She's been in the nursing home for 16 years. She had a major stroke when she was only 48. Two years before that, she had a five-way bypass due to obesity and her diet. She ate herself into that condition and had a major stroke two years after the, uh, the heart attack and, and bypass, a five-way bypass. Okay, so she came into Brenda's room, and uh, she prayed over her, and she said, Okay, you're healed. Congratulations. Now you can get up and go home. Yeah, well, uh, no. No, she could not move any more than she could when she hadn't been there to pray. Now, does that mean that um, God does not answer prayer anymore? 
No, but God has a plan for each and every one of us. Me too. I myself also. Uh, God's working on me. He's got plans for me. And I'm so thankful that he cares enough to get involved in our lives. And he really does. I have seen miracles by the thousands, truly, every single day. There's miracles all over the place. When I see a living creature like a butterfly or a, a hummingbird, I saw both of those yesterday. And um, right next to my garden pond in the backyard, just a small little thing, but... Nevertheless, it's got flowers all around it. Today, there was a bloom of a bird of paradise. It's gorgeous, just gorgeous. It's got red and pink and orange and blue and green all on one flower. It's just gorgeous, just stunning. That, to me, is a miracle. Can you make one of those? And looks just like that, iridescent, glowing in, or radiating in the sunlight. No, I'm so far from that, it's pathetic. Now, I can I can paint a picture. Big, hairy deal. Compared to that, it's alive. I can't make anything alive, not even a, an ant. But God can. So, why shouldn't he be fascinating in our eyes? He should be. He's stunning and very powerful. We haven't got a clue, really, truly. And not only can he build an ant, but the microscopic animals that live inside the ant and all the little parts inside to make a, a living being not only function, but be able to reproduce. And then the crowning achievement is a human being. Think of the dexterity of your hand, for example. Is there any greater tool, any better tool that you could go to Harbor Freight and buy or Walmart or anywhere? Is there a better tool than the human hand? <laughs> Hardly. No. And what about our minds and the talents and abilities that he's given to each and every one of us to do our work? The ability to memorize and to think and to contemplate and to plan and to ex exercise our uh, God-given talents. And what about movement, motion? What about sight and hearing and speaking, swallowing? You know, we take all these things for granted, but we shouldn't. Well, the heavens are going to come alive with righteousness, with living beings who practice righteousness, that is, practice love. Now, how do I correlate this scripture, 172 in uh, Psalms 119? My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. Well, here's how. Here's how I correlate that scripture, linking the commandments with righteousness. I'm saying that what those commandments are about is love. Love toward God 
and love toward neighbor. First commandment, you shall have no other gods before the true God. Second commandment, you shall not make a graven image to bow down to. Third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Commandment number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And that's how we honor God. So those are the first four. The last six of God's Ten Commandments are these. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it will go well with you and that you will live long upon the earth. Commandment number, um, that's five. Number six is, you shall do no murder. I'm not talking about an accidental killing. I'm talking about a planned, prepared murder. And then what's following after that? You shall not commit adultery. After that, you shall not steal. And next comes, you shall not lie. And number 10, you shall not covet. Now, that seems like a command not or, you know, that uh, tells us how to think. Don't envy. Don't be greedy. That's what it really boils down to. Because that's not showing love to your neighbor. It's not showing love to your neighbor if you lie. It's not showing love to your neighbor if you steal. It's not showing love to your spouse if you commit adultery on them or look at porn. It's not showing love to your neighbor when you murder him. It's not showing love to your mom and dad. It's not honoring your parents when you disobey or rebel against them and smart off to them. No, that's not showing love. And it's not showing love when we have another God before the true God. It's not showing love when we use his name in vain. It's not showing love when we bow down to some other God, even if it's just money. And it's not showing God love or respect when we don't rest on the Sabbath, which is what he commanded us to do. So you see, all of these add up to love. And love being the uh, commandments is righteousness. All your commandments, all ten of them, are love. Now, why am I telling you this? Because the heavens are going to come alive with righteousness. That's what we just saw in 2 Peter 3.13. Quote, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, okay, we'll look into that in just a second, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. It's both heaven and earth. There will be righteousness, living, dwelling in heaven and in earth. Let's check out um, Isaiah 65, 17 for a second, because that 
is a reference in my Bible to a familiar, at least to me, passage. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former shall not be remembered. In other words, the old um, earth and heaven will not be remembered nor come to mind. Now, why wouldn't it be? When we look out at vast, empty space, I say empty, it's full, really, of stars. Do we find any living beings out there? No. No. We have not been able to detect anything out there of any consequence. But the new heavens will be remembered. Why? Because they will be filled with our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and on and on it'll go. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Now let's go over to uh, Revelation chapter 21 and verse uh, 20... Okay, 21, Revelation verse 1 and 27. Okay, Revelation 21, 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So obviously we're not there yet. Verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, some people say this is a cube that's 1,500 miles each way, up, across, and deep. 1,500 miles, and this thing's coming to Earth? I don't know. I think it might be that uh, when Jesus returns, he's going to build this on the planet. So anyway, I don't know. Verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven, the throne, saying, Look, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. You talk about a joyful time. Can you imagine that? No Satan around, and God is here. He's here. He gets on TV every single day. Wouldn't that be cool? He can tell us the truth. And then verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death. That'll be so cool. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Look, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. If there's anything to characterize God and his righteousness, it's truth and faithfulness. In verse 6 he says, And he said unto me, It is done, 
I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst from the fountain of water of life freely. I think that's the greatest promise in the entirety of the Bible. That's in verse 6, chapter 21, book of Revelation. And he that overcomes shall inherit all things. In the Moffat translation, that is translated, he shall inherit the universe. Wow. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. What a joy, what a treasure, what a privilege and honor that will be. Well, I'm going to jump down to um, verse 25. And the gates of it, and he's talking about this city, um, according to uh, verse 23, the gates of the city shall not be shut at all by day, there shall be no night there. They shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Now verse 27. And there shall in no wise or by any means enter into it anything that defiles, and neither anything that works an abomination or makes a lie. You see, the Ten Commandments are going to be in place. Love will be the rule of the day. But they that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be there. Wow. Lastly, I want to go to Isaiah chapter 66. Let's just pick it up, getting a little context here, in verse 20. Verse 20, chapter 66, book of Isaiah. And they shall bring all your brothers for an offering unto the Lord out of all the nations upon horses and chariots and litters, whatever that means, and upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord. As the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of the Lord. And I will also take of them for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. Get this, verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed, or your children, and your name remain. Wow. New heavens and new earth where my name is actually re remaining? People will still know my name? Or maybe my renown or my popularity or whatever will be known across the heavens? Whoa. Scary stuff, but cool. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. You know, everyone will know him in that day. Every person on earth will know God. Verse 24, 
And they shall go and look upon the dead bodies of men that have transgressed against me, for their worm shall not die, and neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring to all flesh. Now, how do I take that? Well, you know, my stance on hell is not typical. It's anti-typical. I believe that they will die the death, because that's what Jeremiah 51, verses 39 and 57 say. They'll sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says the king, whose name is the Lord God. So he put his name on it. That's good enough for me. But um, so what does it mean to say that their worm shall not die? Well, what's left over after a, a dog gets hit by a car and it's dead and it's beside the road? There's nothing left but a bunch of maggots eating that dog. So it's what's left. And then their fire will not be quenched. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means what happens to them, their final end, will not be forgotten. And where, pray tell, do I think that is in Scripture? Jeremiah 23, verse 40. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten. You see, it's their reputation that shall not be forgotten. They themselves will be forgotten. And so, but we're out of time. But there is coming a better day, folks, a better day when God is here ruling. He will be ruling planet Earth and all the rest, too. It's my belief that those stars are up there because there are habitable planets out there where we will go and bring forth righteous living there at his command and direction. We couldn't do it by ourselves, that's for sure. That's what the new heavens and the new earth are all about. We're going to get rid of Satan, according to Ezekiel 28. He's going to die the death and be gone forever and never come back. And that's the way it is with all the rebels. That's not where anybody should want to go, I'll tell you. No, he's going to burn them up, and they will not be anymore. You can go to my website, Jesus is Why, W-H-Y, at, um, or dot com. You can email me at jesusiswhy at gmail.com. You can also go there by typing in itellwhy.com. There's nothing for sale on the website. You can watch the video links that I have there. You can read my books. I have eight books there. You can download them and print them. But anyway, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in today, and have a great evening.